Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. My name is Lauren, and our talk show tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Topic is uh, trafficking. Uh, we are victims, not only TIs, but in our specific program, uh, our torture continues, but we're also heavily trafficked for, you know, funds that are coming. Uh, tonight's talk show date is Saturday, September 10th, 2016, and again, 10 p.m. Welcome, everyone. I'd like to start the evening with a quote that happened two days ago and share with you. Um, sometimes during the week, my sister, as I told you in the community, she's taken up at a different level than me. She's voiced E2K. I did the mural reading the burns and stains, but she will the Jane stalking, of course, but she's all the way up the B2K and it's it's brutal. Our perks are satanic cults. Well anyway, let me get to the point I was gonna share with all of you. Um as you know, my job was killed several years ago. And it's not too much money, so we, you know, watch our little pennies. We go I go to the library and um I always tell them, well, we're going to always check out a few DVDs and watch something. Um, it's going to take a few hours to take the time out of all this horrible evil we have to live and endure. The last movie I watched just two nights ago was Liza Minnelli, Cabaret, or late 60s, whatever, you know, musical and stuff. And, you know, the music and the dancing, you know, that kind of had us up for a moment. But I And I thought I'd watch the movie, you know, several times on TV. Because I, you know, I'm over 55, you guys. I, I remember this. But I guess I had never really watched Cabaret set in Berlin. And I think it was the onset of the late 20s, early 30s, before Hitler took over. And the part that I never understood in this movie her and the guy were like basically entertained, being entertained by wine and dine by a rich guy, if you like both of them. But when they were at like some small village and this sort of patriotic song about, you know, Germany or something, the Nazis embrace, it's like the whole energy changed and these people were singing this song with vigor and they started saluting, doing that high Hitler. And that's when that rich guy looked at him and the guy, and he realized the party's over, dropped him back off and he kept saying, if you have any fun, I would get out of, this would be the best time to get out of Germany. That brings me into what I want to talk about, not only trafficking, why they put us in that, to make the fastest amount of money. It's a horrible, horrible way to make money. Do you guys feel as if the music is changing for America? You know what I mean? How long are we going to endure this? Because uh, I feel like the music has changed, but nobody's even noticed. I'm opening up the call. Good evening. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? 
Yeah. I can hear you. Hi. I, Hi. I think the, what you're saying, the music has changed. Mm-hmm. The, the government has all these um, trafficking, anti-trafficking websites, like ICE, I-C-E, the, the um, what is it, the people, the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, the FBI has a non-trafficking website, and mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, oh, there's other ones. The the CIA, they all have that, but they are. I think it's just window dressing because they don't they, yeah. give a darn about it. I I think that because of all the uh, human trafficking related to the targeted individuals, which is horrendous, that. They don't care about uh, about that, and they're just doing it to show people that there is a, you know, we do have groups out there that are supposedly doing that. But it's, like I said, it's just window dressing because the targeted individuals are are being trafficked for slavery. We're yeah. actually slaves who are trafficked every day to um, be human experiment test subjects. and they just turn a blind eye to all of it. If we mention anything about um, about what's going on, they will throw us in a loony bin. I know that doctors are aware they're supposed to look for, for human trafficking, be aware of the signs like, um, you know, disheveled dress, um, uh, you, you know, ask them questions and see what they say for the – no but but if we say anything related to our targeting, there it's you know immediately shuffled off to Buffalo uh, you know medical med uh, um, you know psychiatric society or whatever you know they're they're totally overlooking and and on purpose I think mm-hmm. in many cases oh I think they know exactly what's going on I think they've. I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to give you. I'm going to put it on the chat shoot. There is a site also. When you just mentioned the ICT and the, yeah, they all have their own thing of trafficking. But there's one called um, VictimsofImmunity.com, and this and their first name is Jessica. She is based basically out of San Diego, and uh, she coined the term. Um, she gets game stock, but she says the electronics, I don't have that yet. She goes, but they've been doing this for decades. Cash for cuties. And I said, what's that about? She goes, it was a big bluff. She says these traffickers hold positions of immunity. That's why she named the uh, website that. And I said, what do you mean? She says, immunity means like certain things they don't have to discuss. You know, they're powers of position. Judges, lawyers, doctors, cops. Yes, they're all involved. uh, You know, they are all involved. And she said the money is phenomenal. And she told me something else that I wasn't even hip to. She goes, I just discovered, she said, talking to you about the gang stalking and what it is. I gave her a few sites and she looked this up, starting with FFCHS. She goes, "Um, there was a few girls that complained about the electronics, but I'm completely ignorant. But let me school you on the game they've been doing here. She said, for decades. She said, check it out. She's 38. She goes, I'm almost positive. I've been hooked up um, for trafficking probably since 21. They'll traffic another thing, professors, nurses. She said, you'll be hooked up. You're completely raped, taped, and attacked nightly. Money is made on the dark web. And she says, I'm trying to figure out tour or there's a hacker that's interested in helping. 
She said, I don't know if he's legit or not, but he claims his mom was involved in that, and he believes he was a victim, too. So she said, if he's telling the truth, he has an incentive to help lead us to find these dark websites. She said, well, we're all being shown, being watched, and somebody probably, you know, in some rich country with a fat wallet is paying out standing amounts of money to watch someone unconscious be sexually abused by sickos, sickies. Thank you. Sure. Motorcycle games. Sometimes when they saw it, she said, this is how they roll. If they have a donut store, she said, don't look at a few customers coming in. They look at the owner of the donut store. Nice car, nice shoes, but hardly no business. That's a front. Laundromats, front. Hamburger stand, front. They're all together in trafficking. Sometimes the cops work right with them or will do transportation. And she says, this is the thing they keep secret. It is not the runaways, although that's bad in cities now, but it's not minor, hypothetically, girls, and that's a huge amount, too. But they always want to look at that's the sole trafficking. She goes, no, the secretive immunity is really where the trafficking is coming from. Mexican Cabal, remember San Diego's location. San Diego, Los Angeles, huge hubs of this trafficking, and they will cloak behind this brilliant idea of gang stalking. Because when you begin to feel disabled, you're almost sure you've been violated, but yet it's like they're waiting for you at uh, hospitals. The rape kit never gets confirmed. And she kept saying, I feel violated. And more importantly, she goes, I, there was a substance left on her. No, 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 not what you think, bodily fluids. More like a numbing gel. You'll be sexually mm-hmm. assaulted, and they'll put a numbing cream on you. It numbs the pain, don't you understand? And very, very ugly things are going on that they take as abominable things. And guess what? If you feel too old, they'll go right after your kid. They'll put some kind of frequency that makes you unconscious. So she keeps saying, there is an implant in me. She believes she has an implant. And she said, I think they're able to just literally zonk me out. Or she said, I don't know how it's done. I feel like they were able to. Something in this connected in my body through the implant, I swear to God, it drugs me. And she said, no, 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 it's not what you think. There was something else. And she said, uh, a girlfriend said, it seems like that numbing gel to deaden. She could say, I remember something like that for a medical procedure. Ugly things are going on in the... It sounds like the whole cabal of this is disgusting. She mentions a lot of FBI. Yeah. The money. I'm trying to figure out the money. Yeah. And I think think the thing to do is to look in these places, what what you call hubs, and try to find what they're doing and try to embarrass that and then then link it back to targeted individuals. Oh, yes, yes, because she said they are, they're, she said they're like, she said, what I'm saying is they've been doing this for years, but now they creatively figured out a way. And she goes, I think I know what the way is. You're beginning to put two and two together. Wait, someone's attacking me. Um, uh, just like a lot of people have complained, I've got monitors that are being going on the blink conveniently. They are coming into our homes. They are sexually assault, physically sexually assaulting. A lot of this is not just remote, you know. I mean, you're also doing the real thing. And she said, I believe when they announce, sometimes when they announce themselves to you, gang stalking, they're getting, you've been in the scene, they made enough money, but they want to take it to another level and make more money. Remember, somebody's watching this channel paying good money to them, but after a while, their case will change. I can tell the women how to 
fix their houses and lock their windows without lock the windows and stuff. Yeah. Because yeah, all well, of a sudden, you, you, when they start gang stalking, she says it's either two parts. Either you are starting to figure some things out, and you're trying to go to the cops or take it to the next level, the DA and et cetera. You're starting to create a record, I believe. You know what I mean? I am being drugged, assaulted, and, and used in some kind of undercover trafficking. She goes, but the last thing you're thinking is that the amenity holders are involved. They are so involved. They, in essence, are the traffickers. Or she said the second part, if you're not discovering it on your own, um, she said it could be just a little thing, like you're trying to move maybe to another location. Or um, she said sometimes I think they do identity theft. Something is about to make that curve and that, that they have to discuss it with you, and she feels a lot of women are just thrown into gang stalking to throw them a blind curve. A distraction is what I'm saying. They are covering. Their, their other crimes are covering us being targeted, you guys. It's not, it's, you know, it's not exclusively human experimentation. It is not. I know the, the technology goes well, we can every year. They want. Be, thank you. Thank you. And she also mentioned something. She goes, she goes a few are getting the electronics. She said, we're starting, she said, we're starting to cross. She goes, now I'm starting to see what you guys go through. Now you're starting to see. She goes, in essence, she kept saying, I am a targeted individual. But the main thread and pony was sex trafficking, undercover. She goes, or they'll announce the gang stalking. Another thing she thought of, when they think, when that buyer wants to see that person, uh, Coherent, non-drug, basically non-conscious, willing, complicit. So you gang stalking to ruin your whole life, so they can then sort of make you, you know, you don't have any choice, you don't have a job, you don't have a place to live. Now you'll traffic for us. You know what I'm trying to say? They'll take everything away from you. You see, I think that's what they're after with me. They'll take your jobs, can't get a roommate, can't live, and then you'll, you know, that's the reality because we had. Body modification, and we already know a lot of TIs, their bodies are basically hijacked unless you, you know what I mean, do this with this couple, do this with this guy or whatever, and then we'll give you your body back. And I mean, that you could be more you know, yeah. The more yeah. they go to the world, the easier it is to catch them because they're going to make mistakes that are not like what anybody would think is normal. And you can you can find those mistakes and catch them, and then in the uh, in the act of doing that, you would uncover that they're targeted individuals and expose. Uh, the whole thing. That's, that's why we're crisscrossing. Her name is Jessica Seymour. Is her name. I'm gonna put it in the chat right now. She goes, we are crossing over. She called me a few days later. She goes, yes, the gang stalking, the sabotage at work, or for careers or clients. She goes, I am. She goes, but they're putting me in the program because. Uh, a few of them are just, uh, they actually got not target back. Some of them are just slipping the actual notes. Well, you made good money on you for many years. You're getting a little older, and the show has to go on. But this time, you, we want you to, you know, give a party for these four. But she says, I'm looking at these strange men like, what the hell are you talking about? And then now she's starting to get really jammed with the cops, jammed with the DA. She's starting to figure out they are the traffickers, They're some of the judges. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why they. One of the one of the state attorneys uh, screwed me up on getting out of jail. Gave me a uh, said I was unfit to stand trial, which was a lie, and um, just to just to screw me up so I couldn't get an apartment and and that kind of thing. 
and I forced them into giving me the right thing. But they could have done that to, to anyone. Uh, we have parents that for some reason they will, um, they will like mess up apartments or get you uh, illegally evicted just to have that on your remember the eviction record is really bad. But they'll get that mm-hmm. on your record where they'll sabotage who, where you're going to live after that. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then sometimes where you're living, you, you know, and it seems like the first when you look at the place, it looks good. But I feel like that every place I've moved into has been pre-booby-trapped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, floor, the floors, when I first walked across them, didn't creep. Now they creep. Conveniently, the, the, conveniently they love to keep the lights by the doors out all the time. I feel I'm at the Dollar Tree store buying light bulbs like crazy, you guys. But it's dark now, and I keep my lights on at both. They don't like lights. And then all of a sudden, creepy, beady characters are moving next to you. She mentioned something else. By them taking your livelihood away, uh, she said you'll progressively go to, um, you know, first year, she said even an apartment, you got a really nice, San Diego, she goes, you got a really great place, 900 a month. You're working, everything's cool. Take that away, now you're moving to the $600. Take that away, now you're moving. As you go down, the neighborhood goes down, and the creeps move in. Because the cheaper it is, the more accessible, like you said, to weirdos and criminals. They will then mm. these people surround you with, uh, she goes, I think they surround us with seedier people to feed into the slander about us. Remember? They, they really mm-hmm. gossip really bad about parts that, you know, that we're, you know, pedophiles or prostitutes or something like that. And, you know, and then they just make the whole community, you Hello. know, vigilant. Lauren, vigilant. Lauren, yeah. Lauren, can you hear me? It's Cindy. Um, what they called me, uh, hello, everyone. Hi, Lauren. Thank you for having the call. What they called me was an get ready for it, an okay. ex-porn star. But an ex-porn star. That was the plan they said they, about you? Yes, um, a sister at church, um, she used to go to a karaoke bar that was mm-hmm. across the street. And she she goes, do you know what people are saying about you? And I had a boyfriend at the time. And he was a non-perp from what I understand. And um, the long and short of it is that they met at the karaoke because he would go out at night a little bit. I didn't mind. And the thing is... Um, guys started hanging out with him in back of my fourplex. Then my friends at church were like, do you know what a a group of nice ladies, you know, from the community, mostly mothers, older mothers, so they have been married a long time, so they know the get down with people talking about each other or divorces or whatever goes on, you know, the dramas. And I became one of the dramas. Okay, so they reached out through one of the um, sisters to me, and she said, do you know what people are saying about you? And I was, you know, they they sent a perpy girl to me, a lady, and we were at the store shopping, and there was a a lady and her husband, and they, they pointed at my friend and said, she's a stripper. Now, you know what? I think that the perpy girlfriend, right, I think they were either targeted people or they were perps pointing her out. It had to be one of the two because I guess she, and then I saw her down in North Sacramento, right, hanging out with the sheriffs on a sting. She was in a car I did not recognize. It was at a a 24-hour place that was like a bowling alley type of thing. 
oh, yeah. And I was like, hmm. And she didn't say hello or anything. But then she knows me 15 miles away, and we're bosom friends or whatever, becoming good friends. And all that was going on all at the same time. Then I, she tried to sell me in Nevada at a hotel. Yeah, yeah, you got to watch where you go. You guys, watch who you're hanging out with. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. It is not cool. Be very careful. You know, I'm really glad, uh, Cindy, that you... I'm glad, Cindy, that someone finally has some gumption to actually ask you, is it true? God, I wish somebody would have asked me. And would have told me, you know what I mean? So this is the crap you guys, they put out about us. And then, check it out, you guys. They take our money away because you're moving down, you know, neighborhoods, it's cool where you first lived, and then, you know, no money coming in, so you got to, you know, downsize, okay? Happens sometimes to the best of us. But then they'll circle where we ever go and start saying these outlandish lies. You know what? It was so outlandish, Lauren. This is the thing: is that I was a children's hospital survivor. I, I'm, I. You know what? Our lives are known by everybody, so I can tell you all. I have scars from head to toe, from side effects of medicine, from surgeries, and they had the nerve to say that I would put myself on film, on film. Okay, and I've had these scars. Ninety uh, percent of my lifespan, and they're gonna go tell somebody that I was a porn star before. Really, that's what's so hurtful. They they find the worst thing to make you yes, ruminate about. And and think about it, you guys. They trash our reputation. And then, you know what I mean. That that also closes those kind of slanderous lies. They can ruin your life if you think about it, because it's more than just you know breaking up romantic interests. For God's sakes, they probably go to our employers, and I think about it, or prospective employers, and probably say some crazy stuff like that, or they're a criminal, or they're being watched. And you know, you know, the cops are all over this jazz, giving them some square ball jazz dossier, phony stuff that we're under investigation, or some crap like that. You know, I, 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 we I think we all know at this point, it, you know, everybody in every agency ain't bad, but let's just really go. The scene that we're in, um, how can we even see the good guys? And I, I don't call anyone in the community saying anybody's advocating for us or disclosing this horrible thing. They just get scared or scared off and go right along with it. Lauren? Yes. Hey, Lauren, this is Jummy. Hey, how are you? Fine, I've been trying to reach you for a good minute just to say thank you so much um, for your contribution to the TR media day. Um, I I might not be able to stay long on the conference call, but I wanted to personally thank you so much. and that was that. <laughs> you know, you are so very welcome. You're so very welcome. I had a chance to watch your video, you guys. If you don't know about it, Johnny headed off the TI Awareness um, over there on the East Coast with uh, Ken Posner. They gave a, it's a YouTube video. So you guys can check it out. It's over a couple of hours, and it's really good and very informative. So um, best of luck. And, I, you know, we have to keep on pushing on. And I'm so glad you checked in. 
And uh, when you get more time, we're building up the call. We're going to keep rolling through this. And uh, as you guys all heard, I want somebody to look into it. Is it true President Obama has signed something, if you say something, let me get it right now, disparaging against the Islam, about the Islam, you know, religion, culture, whatever, whatever, on social media. This guy has signed an executive order that we can that we can be fined ten thousand dollars and go to prison. Besides, he's going right after the First Amendment. I believe that's freedom of speech. I've always felt that these guys, this whole team, hated that internet, and I believe they're starting to tap in and do it one way or the other. You know, and it's one of those executive orders, quiet and signed. So it. We've got a fight ahead of us. But thank you, Jamie. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah. Okay. Are you, other than that, are you doing fine? Are safe as can yeah, be? Yeah. I, I just want to ask you, um, I didn't I didn't hear what you said. You said President Obama signed an executive order and he'll fine anyone who who does what? Uh, making uh, Islamic, you guys, discriminatory remarks against the, the Muslim faith or people of Islam. And here we go again. I don't have any problem with anyone's religion, but I do have a problem of the protection covenant of one group, and it's not, like, enclosed. I so would feel this would be okay if it was, like, no discriminatory mm-hmm. remarks on any religion. Although, again, that's still kind of clamping freedom of speech. But at least I would have said he's including everybody. No, it's just like, like this, and it, and it, with the Internet and social media. Uh, somebody on the regular 6 o'clock call, Johnny, was looking it up. Oh, yes. They are quietly... Quietly, we are, and that's more than TIs, you guys. Quietly, citizens, we our rights are being taken away. Yeah. Well, they've been hatching at them. I saw something on a legal show, um, and you know what? What the the status quo can do is go after. They cannot go after protected classes. Okay which is like minority women, gay mm-hmm. males, gay females, you know, LGB, whatever, T. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, everyone who is LG, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and other groups, right, seniors, mm-hmm. um, disabilities, uh, Jewish, mm-hmm. yeah, that. And mm-hmm. I looked on this show and they fired, instead of going after the protected classes, they fired all the single white females, single white males or even like people on the fringe, like a, a black wealthy male. They they just went through and fired everybody that they could without sustaining large damages, right? And again, this is Hollywood, but sometimes they give us messages. So, you know, this dirty scheme, look at the people that are around us and are, are us. They're protected classes. So maybe this is the only way that the system could go after us is this dirty, low-down shit. Pardon my language. Uh, it's the only way to clear us out. Wow. I didn't think about it that way. Um, Jemmy, I do have your phone number or our text, and I promise you in your uh, email, you still get that right, Jemmy? Yeah, my uh, is, yeah, but... Um, 
My email is the same. This number, I actually kept it on just for the event and to do follow-up, so I may keep it on one more month because I'm still getting follow-up, or I might just close it. And I, my other number is still the same. Elvira will give it to you. But I had been trying to reach you since July just to say thank you so oh, very sorry, much for your, for your support. So um, I just didn't want you to think that I – you know, wasn't appreciative of it. Oh, no, never, never. Of course not. Of course not. I can send, if I have it, I can send what I have. I wish I could do more. We're talking about, you know, uh, they uh, this torture, they damage our careers and jobs, and you like to just look who's around us. Uh, everything is paid, though, Lauren. Everything, everything was paid. Uh, I just, you know, um, since the event, I... My, you know, I don't have, I didn't have access to the internet. You know, they, they, they um, cut off my ability to access my emails from the phone, and I, and I had to move out of my place immediately. So I didn't get a chance to thank everybody who, you know, contributed with a donation or who participated. So I, I know you, you always support all that I do. So I sent, um, I, I called. I think I'm, I, I, I called. I think I might have sent an email, and I sent a message via Elvira just to make sure that you know I was oh, thankful wow. for your support. So that's, that's yeah. it. I'm, I'm not in a TI-friendly space right now, so I can't stay on the phone, but I okay. want to personally thank you for all the work you've done and the support that you've given out to me, and uh, we, you know, we'll talk. Oh, we will. We will, definitely, Jimmy. And uh, I'll I'll let you know. It's going to drop. I'm just going to play because I know you're leaving soon. Uh, when I look it up and find you guys, Specifically, maybe I'll even look for it tonight too, but Jummy, I'll email you. This executive order, uh, I know you think for a minute all you guys think it has nothing to do with us, but yet it does. If you know what I mean, this culture field, they're going after it's, it's us, but we are the enlightened ones. Uh, they, we know exactly what's going on. They're getting ready now to, um, to wrap that glove around everybody, clamp it down with that internet. So well, all those, you know, they get ready to do that, and and they're gonna use utilize for the, for the protection. Now, who, what class is being protected that you can't insult Islam? And you guys know I do. Wait a minute, an, I gotta find out if that executive order has actually been signed or not, because I gotta stop saying. I guess I gotta stop saying what I normally say. I believe this is the black horse, the horse of war, coming in and gonna get us, and that is going to be the. Ranchers, they're going to be the herd, herd dogs, and we're going to try to utilize all of us as sheep, you know what I'm saying, to make us buckle down. Because they feel like if you'll watch how uh, you'll talk around anything is Lafoma, they're ushering us into you know, it's really a law, you guys. That's I, what, that's I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's what it is. They want us well, to suck to heat sick, man. <laughs> wow. No. Well, you know, well, you know what, Lauren and, 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 and guests and friends, um, the Middle Easterners, they have a lot of money. You know, we still, yes. uh, we still get, get our oil from the Middle East, and mm-hmm. they help to fund, um, you know, they, they, they provide funding to, to the U.S. I mean, in the in New York City itself, half the property is, is purchased. This purchase is bought out by Asians, Japanese, Chinese, um, Russians, and Middle Easterners. So, um they want to, you know, they, they, they want to provide a welcome mat to Middle Easterners, and this executive order is, is, is an example of them backing up their words. You are free to come here. And, you know, um, and 
TI Media Day, uh, there's a lady from uh, which, uh, uh, Seattle, Washington. Her name is Laura Soloway. She has a YouTube channel called Mind Control, and she said 9-11 uh, was just pretext. And a lot of us feel like it was an orchestrated plan, and, you know, one of the political actors are Middle, Middle Easterners. And so they helped to they, – they played a huge part in mass surveillance. And also other Muslims target other Muslims. You know, I'm Muslim myself. And prior to being targeted, I, I was very faithful with my faith. I said my prayers. I, I paid the poor rate. Um, I read the Holy Quran. Um, at one time, I, you know, covered up and dressed modestly. But because I came through the nation of Islam and not through, you know, the one of the other uh, lines, you know, being a Shiite or a Sunni, then, you know, I'm I'm targeted as well. So if they're targeting me, what, what you know, I'm not going to appreciate it, and I'm not going to extend kind words to a group who's targeting me because they don't like the way I practice um, Islam. So um, I see this in, in many in many different ways. Okay. That's, uh, we're going to find out myself again when we're on this call, and I know you guys see the other that has to do with trafficking, and it has to do with the pressing down uh, of what's about to happen. Like, you got, you know, like, I, the music has changed, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's like this. Whatever language, whatever melody, the, 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 you know, the, the grand elite sugar tip is, is uh, patting its toe to, we don't know, but trust me, they're in the middle, if not the end of the song. The music has changed. They just didn't bother to tell us. You know what I'm trying to say? Shit is jumping off all around us. And they're keeping it a big secret. Yeah, and then also there's a there's a gentleman by the name of Dr. Claude Anderson. Uh, he used to work in the Carter administration, and he was, I guess, tasked, I guess, with um, educational reform or economic reform in the 70s when Carter was president. But anyway, he, he um, has a think tank called the Harvest Institute, and basically he comes up with economic policies uh, that will reinvigorate, you know, blacks. But he said, you know, there's there's a lot in the way to suppress, you know, um, blacks and to keep them disenfranchised. And using immigrants um, is one way to do that. And he mentioned Detroit. Detroit is 90, I think it's, it's, it's occupied at one time by lots of blacks. But, you know, the businesses are owned by Middle Easterners. And so, Middle Easterners are now considered the new buffer race, what's in between blacks and whites, um, to keep, you know, that's really uh, taking up all the economic uh, opportunities from, from, from black persons so that they can be without jobs, without, you know, capital, so they can remain impoverished, so they can keep up with crime. And, you know, and Middle Easterners and other groups are, you know, are building their wealth off of the black of of uh, off of the back of black and they're also heavily involved in trafficking so yes, they are um, yes they are heavily, heavily absolutely yes, they are. one of the gifts that middle easterners get are black women and black men and i don't uh, <laughs> i don't know if you all are familiar with middle eastern middle easterners with the, this thing called emergency sex that's Taking well, wait, 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 emergency sex. What is emergency sex? Well, when they, well, uh, in in the Middle East, uh, the uh, the Middle Easterners when they have cravings, they they just pull over a boy and they rape them and they you know they they 
and relieve themselves. They relieve they relieve their sexual desires through raping male boys. And so, um, does that, that make them queer? Isn't it, isn't it true that uh, a lot of the guys they don't like it because they like queers, right? I, I think they they supposedly don't like it, but they are open. I mean, if you look on YouTube, they are open homosexuals. Middle Eastern men are open open homo, homosexuals, and they come here. They have their they they you know they they have to, they set up the businesses in in, in uh, black neighborhoods. You know, all the most of the grocery stores now are owned by Middle Easterners. Mm-hmm. Um, many of them, not all, but many Middle Easterners have their shops in uh, in black neighborhoods. And uh, they're now with this executive order. They're given, you know, uh, special special class status. And uh, and what else? Um, and they're given prostitution. Prostitution is a huge industry in uh, Saudi Arabia and and in these places. So um, for uh, but but we don't want this to be a huge industry in the United States. So we need to call them out for for the bad that they do. But calling them bad, calling them out for the bad they do. Um, might might give us a ten thousand dollar fine, but exactly. it's not to say that it's not to say that all Muslims are like that. I'm Muslim, and I'm a I'm a Muslim because other Muslims inspire me to be Muslims. But at the same time, if you do bad, you need to be called out for doing bad. That's it. So so the emergency sex is if this guy gets horny, he feels that he's going to look for a boy prostitute, or he's going to take even an innocent boy or girl, bend them over, and basically rape them. Yes, I mean, just look it up right now. If anybody has access to the Internet right now, look at emergency sex in in Sweden, in Germany. They are raping little boys and blonde-headed girls like crazy, and they don't know what to do about it, and they don't want to come down hard on Middle Easterners because they don't want to seem prejudiced. But the reason they don't want to come, come down hard on them because they are the ones with the cash. They are financing Europe and America, but just look at it. They're they're going to clubs and they're raping the girls. And if they go to pools, they're raping. Uh, and they're in the locker rooms and they see a little boy to get aroused and they're raping them. It's it's an epidemic over there. Oh my like, God! Lord and so now, as it translates to the U.S., when when women are targeted you know, on that list, on the U.S. government list for targeting, and they're in that trafficking program, They, if if, they, if that person doesn't go to the elite, they punish them by making them do it with Indian, Chinese, Middle Easterners, those, those groups that are are driving the American economy. You know, small... So wait, wait, oh, okay, so wait, has America lied to us? We feel like we're all this and that, but basically our bread and butter comes from one of them. Is that, what it, is that what's going on? Yeah, you know? I mean, real estate. I was in real estate. Um, I was in um, affordable housing in, in New York. And many of these, you know, commercial properties, they're being bought up. They're bought up by Japanese. They're bought up by Chinese. They're bought up by... Middle Easterners, they are the ones who own New York City. Along oh, wait, wait, wait. I know Trump is upset about that now. <laughs> yes, yes. And so um, as a reward to them, they're giving, they're giving them the undesirable, us. 
Undesirables. <laughs> the undesirables being what? Uh, Americans or black women or what? What do you mean? I mean, us, us, the TIs. I mean, come on. That's what, that, that's what they're doing. And then also, also the, the entertainers. I mean, there's a, there's this, there's this popular um, guy on YouTube and he has a podcast. I think his name is Yashara. He talked about um, artists going to Middle East to do the rituals so that they can come back and get work. They talk, you know, yes, Tyrese and uh, all these men uh, who who need to reinvigorate their careers, uh, they need, maybe they need some financing for a project. They have to go to the Middle East. They have to do the ritual. And then they, and then they, they come back with the financing or whatever. And then boom, look at Janet Jackson. What in the world is Janet Jackson doing with this this Arabian guy? They don't look well. They don't look well together. If she, she she's targeted. Her family's targeted. Michael was targeted by the by the global elite, and she has to do she has to do the ritual. She has to participate in an arranged marriage, and you know for her own livelihood. It looks like she's restrained. How do you go from Jermaine Dupree to an Arabian prince? You mean, wait a minute, Jermaine Dupree from the 80s? You don't have to take your curls off. He was with Jermaine Dupree for a good 10 years. I was going to say, you see, like the man. Isn't Jermaine Dupree like the man? I don't know, but he's he's very short, not very attractive, and Janet Jackson was with him. And they have these, they have these things for the very good, looking, for the very good-looking women who are, and men who are about to surpass white elites, and they they turn them into TIs and they put them in a trafficking program. You have to uh, with 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 Middle Easterners, with Asians, with Latinos, and maybe with fat, small people. That's how it's going. And transgenders now, you you know. Wow, whoa, and the lowest bidder would have, oh, okay, I'm going to say it, you guys, oh my God, I didn't, look up, look, and we're the undesirables, even with money, they can make you a T.I., because I know at, Janet Jackson still has some money still. Look at Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle went on the oh, Oprah yeah. Winfrey show, and he said they're making all these black men wear the dresses. He's right, yes, big mom and all that, yeah. Yeah, you have to wear the dress. It's part of the ritual. And and when he when he declined that, what did he have to do? Cancel his show and go to Africa? Oh my God! Listen, just listen, everybody. What Johnny just said: go to the Middle East, do the rituals, and rituals were meaning satanic rituals, correct? And that yes. means all, and yes. probably, a, and that always includes you guys orgies. That's always going to include some sex. So if you think you're going to come in there and and just roll wide and I'm dying them with your dynamic personality, uh uh-uh. uh, you, I'm talking about when you do rituals, you guys got to be prepared. The men too, they boy, they're going to get down real freaky deaky. I'm telling you, I'm and telling if we, you. And if we think freaky about, and if we think about the geographical location of the Middle East, it is near Rome. And oh. it, is near, it is near Greece, the hotbed of of homoeroticism. Exactly. Porno was birthed there, you guys. Did you guys know Caligula back in the day, he would do it with a horse? The man was crazy. Syphilis, that's where he got it from. 
bestiality that I'm talking about. When you think of the wall, that grand stuff for the Roman Empire, they were some freaky dicky stuff. They probably had nasty men, nasty women's diseases. They got down, okay? Yeah, I, I mean, and also when we also think about Rome and Greek, we think about um, also the theater. The theater, we think about Plato, we think about our, um, Aristotle, and one of the things they used to do, you know, Plato, Aristotle, Aristotle, and I think maybe Sophocles, they would teach, but their students would have to pleasure them. They have, the male students would have to pleasure them. So, I mean, there, there's a move, it seems like, to reinvigorate, and I've said this to myself over and over again, to reinvigorate um, activities of the, from the times of antiquity. So, what can you know? I mean, so it all it all tie it all ties in. So I don't want to take up you know more time. I'll listen and then I'll you know then I'll go. <laughs> That's what I have to say on that. My God, thank you for sharing really very much. Uh, that also what uh, Jami has really enlightened us about is trafficking goes up levels. You know how you know how prostitution goes up and down levels. You know if you have the money, you can you know thousand dollar thoroughbred hookers. You she won't know what a vice station looks like. She's gonna be finer than Trump's woman or something. I mean just really. But then you know we all know you can get that you know something for twenty dollars too. So there's levels of trafficking, horrible. People that need backing for entertainment are still known in the business, but one way or the other, forced into being a TI, made an undesirable. That has to be, I think that has to be the worst, to have money, to travel, but yet I'm, I'm, I'm a TI. That's got to be the pit. Wow. Wow. Is there any questions, comments, or concerns? Um, this whole scene when they're using it for trafficking, it tends to run together with the, the rituals, the satanic rituals. Has anybody uh, been you know about this scene? Or like, who's on my call tonight? What do y'all know about? Hello? I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, what's everybody at? I mean, what's up? are you guys trafficking or not? Or what, what's the deal? Are you Do you know about this or more curiosity? Because I can't wait to remain to priest not good looking. Janet Jackson was fooling around with the debauches in the 80s. They were really good. The whole family was good looking, you know. Wow, look at them. But um, she was messing around with one of the debauches in the 80s, and that guy was totally fine. I know she dated that other dancer, Renee, for over 10 years. He sort of looked like debauch, but debauch, yeah, that was a good looking family. No, he still wasn't as good looking as that. But I could see why she went after him. He resembled, but not still not as handsome. Not as good looking. That debauch she was with. It seems like with uh, Janet Jackson, she went international with everything. Everything was Latino, mm-hmm. uh, Latino, Middle Eastern. Uh, Jermaine seems like that's her first um, black guy she had, but she also said she had women woman crushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I heard Janet got down. Yeah, Janet did. Uh, she did women too. I think most of them tell me in that business kind of are ACBC. You know what I'm saying? And some just never leave the freaky freaky. I'm telling you guys, some of them really, some of them do it because that's how they eat at their biscuit. But some, I believe, have gotten indoctrinated to the point they probably, you know, you know, the grand, grand witch or, or wizard of this. And you know that, you know, we're lying to ourselves as TIs to think 
there is not a demonic spiritual influence in this. They want us to always second-guess ourselves. No, no, no. Trust me, Lucifer and his minions are very organized. And, honey, if it's weekly or whatever, their butts are at those rituals. Okay? They don't... Yeah, I agree with you. And if you... you, Are you familiar with Kathy O'Brien? Yes, I am, actually, the MK Ultra. You know, she she discussed Hillary. Well, Hillary's being discussed in everything, really, you know. But yeah, um, I, I think she was a slave of Hillary Clinton for a few years. She was her yeah, slave. Yes, yeah, I saw her YouTube video on uh, a ritual she did with Hillary. And I think it's just so funny that Hillary is running for president and she might become our president and she's running on the feminism platform, yet she had a female sex slave and she's a and she's she's a lesbian and pretending to be a heterosexual she she's a liar all the way around and you know now you know uma is her old lady on the side she's oh, yeah. more time with uma the Aberdeen than she do with her own husband and stuff and guess you know? what uma is uh-huh. what middle easterner middle yes i married a jewish man that had to deny his judeo background i guess in order to marry her and you know her mother is linked to the sisterhood remember the brotherhood sisterhood I'm telling you guys, you're right, they have to cater to them. They are coming to the table with money. But you know what? All the money, wait a minute, uh, these countries are still saying, wait, roll up for a minute. That's all meeting when my little girl or little boy is buying candy and ice cream that some this, this thing from, you know, can come over here for emergency second and violate my child. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think Uma almost was, on, was, in, was in Vogue magazine. Oh really? I don't know. I know. They they have a relationship just the way the body language is, and Uma is too close to Hillary's daughter's age, so it ain't no way Uma's mother is still very much alive. So it ain't no mommy issue, and Uma's age is about around the ground, give or take the same age as Hillary's daughter. So what else could the relationship be? Is what I'm saying. Wait a minute, what is her mom, what does Uma's mom do? Her Uma's mom is like the female version of the sisterhood. The bro- we know the brotherhood of, of Oslo, they work for CARE, C-A-I-R, those foundations and stuff. They, you know, you're right, they generate a lot of money for the better men or rich men of Islam. You know, it, it, it sounds, you know, non-profit, it sounds really good. However, when they chase the money, they have, they have, um, a lot of dealings with also radical. So it's like the money in, in a change, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And then Uma's been taking gifts and money. She was saying, first she was working for Secretary of State. Uma's been dipping in some money, and she um, they wonder how she's paying New York City for that condo her and uh, Wiener live in. And you guys, if you don't know who Uma's husband is, he's that Wiener guy that likes sex texting or whatever. The last photograph... He was showing his genital with his four-year-old son in the bed, wrapped in a blanket. The well, guy you know, is real the thing, about, the thing about Wiener, uh, what's, his, what's his first name? Anthony Wiener. Anthony Wiener. He was the most outspoken congressional representative um, that uh, was aligned with the Democratic Party. I mean, he if you ever watch C-SPAN while he was a congressional rep, I mean, he gave fiery speeches. And I think that he, you know, ruffled the wrong feathers with his speeches. I mean, just, just YouTube him. His, his speeches are historic. And there was um, sites for, I think people had, 
had sights of him, had their eyes on him for maybe becoming governor of New York um, and or running for president. People had hope, put their hopes on him, but at the same time, people wanted to out him. So I think they just kind of set him up. And, you know, then you had the Wienergate in 2011 with the sexting scandal, and then that just ruined his political career. Um, he, uh, Senator Chuck Schumer, had to save face because he came under um, Senator, uh, Chuck Schumer. Uh, Chuck Schumer used to be a representative, and when he, when Chuck Schumer ran for Senate, um, Wiener, who was, I think, his chief of staff, became the representative. So he came underneath that wing, and he was tied in with Clinton, and then his wife, you know, uh, worked, you know, worked um, on the Hillary. Uh, Hillary, Hillary Clinton. So I, I think that they wanted to out, out him, and uh, but at the same time, uh, there are people who are who are behind him, and I think he just became a, a pub, too much of a public spectacle. And, uh, yes, most definitely. And, He's yeah, done it again, he, showing his apparatus. He ruined himself for the potential mayor of New York City. He right, came out again. And I also think it was a political move to have Uma marry Anthony Weiner. You know, a Muslim with a Jew, with a Jew working for Hillary Clinton, Department of the State and now possibly going to become the first lady. So it was, you know, it was politically correct to have them marry, but now it's politically correct to have them divorce because he's, he's probably mind-controlled to have a sex. Oh, yeah, I think he is. And then, you know, if she's fulfilled her needs, she'd have one child by him. So, you know, I mean, he's free to go. But, the, you know, what she actually put it several times, it pains me, but I have to leave. I've, I've, what did you say? I've forgiven him several times. For this is the last time, basically. I think it's a little too far gone with the kids. <laughs> he said, well, this is the third time publicly sexting. And he couldn't even, because the person who was doing it, who's that wrapped in the blanket? What are you doing? Well, you know, the thing is, the thing is, they did that on purpose because they believe that she's going to become the first lady. And as such, you know, Uma has all the access to her emails. And mm-hmm. therefore, he would have access, not to her emails, but he would have access to all this sensitive information. So True. they had to out So they had to out him. That, mm-hmm. that was, you know, that's that. That is that, you know. You know, thank you, Jami. We have got, and see, we wonder with our plight coming in back home with this high trip. Like I said, you guys, there's levels of trafficking. It sounds like a mountain and a molehill, but something has got to bulge because I have a feeling it's built on a house of cards anyway. But with these levels of trafficking, that means right now it no one is safe. If they can go after entertainers, period, Hollywood, that you know they have personal finance, they have money, come on, guys, but they can make you a, a T.I. in the realms of Hollywood, but, you know what I mean? Then they went after us and we're just, you know, law-abiding citizens. I mean, as TIs, we're really special, special type of people. I mean, we have so much inside, inside mm-hmm. uh, in, information. Most people don't have the full story. We, no, they, don't. they just have half. We have a hundred percent. That's the truth. We, you know, we have we have a hundred percent. So you know, there's there's a there's a lot to suppress us, to ruin our reputation, and to force us into these trafficking. Oh my God. Which my 
Yeah, my boyfriend is watching a a a world star video. <laughs> oh, okay. Arizona, what that is? Okay. So let yeah. me let me because uh, that sounds like porn in the background. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we don't want that. <laughs> I'm telling you, but anyway, girl, let me um let me go. Much success with your show, and I'm so glad for your support. You are so very welcome, Jamie. Keep me posted, and as soon as I get the concrete information, I will send you what things are, you know, when I scour the web, starting with that executive order, okay, and find out what that's about. All right, my love. You take care. Take care, Jamie. Thank you again. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, Any questions or comments or concerns? Good night, Lauren. Good night, Jamie. Be safe. (laughs) Okay, let's see. So we got these satanic rituals and stuff. Tell me, does anybody know about these? Does that interfere with your trafficking? Or is it, you know, does anybody know? Who am I talking to again? Everyone, does anyone, is anybody in the trafficking sense being a, being targeted like this? Or or you just wanted to come to... Oh, is that what this call is about specifically? Um, they can also do it remotely. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let me say it the right way. I'm being done. I believe that's primarily of my targeting. With I'm with my sister, trafficking sexually. However, being a TI period, you are right. It is trafficking nonetheless. Because you know what? A, a non-consensual experimentation is trafficking. Yeah. Anytime you're utilizing anyone, another human being, labor, sex, experimentation, intellectual property, that's trafficking. Okay. I was was asking if the call was about sex trafficking specifically. A lot of of women are sex trafficking. A lot of times they not only will, we know it's hard to go take your livelihood and your job away, but a lot of times when they even take your a way of making income, you see. They feel that they can, you know, taking all that away, isolating you. They can groom you into, yes, I will traffic for you. A lot of times they'll also uh, do that body modification. They'll take your looks away. You know what I'm saying? Make you unattractive. I'll give you your looks back. You sleep with, these, you sleep with A, B, and C. Okay, You know what I mean? And I'll give you your looks back for a moment. So you have your looks, your body back, your looks back. Um, then all of a sudden they'll start messing with it again. Um, it's a part of control. And I, I think really it, it's a mixture, but another jummy added on in the entertainment industry. Uh, look at something recently, um, just to swing it by. I think our president's daughter's trap, you know, has been targeted. I mean, they're catching her too many times smoking a joint. You know what I'm saying? She's the daughter of the president. Everywhere she goes, Secret Service, how could anyone get that close like a paparazzi and get pictures of her? You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, I, I haven't experienced anything like that, but um, I know that they do, you know, use those devices to bother you sexually. Yeah, the remote rape is bad. Uh, some people were telling me they think it's um, they is it two frequencies, hetero dining together? And then somebody else said, no, it's acoustic. I don't know how they do it, but the sensation, the violation, does feel like you're penetrated. 
and they'll do it to every orifice. They really will. You're disgusting. You're really disgusting. I had asked a question before. I don't know if you might have any information on this, but I've asked on um, a couple different calls. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I've had people asking me if I had been um, exposed to V2K. And so basically, um, just in some research I have been doing, which I haven't, so I've never experienced um, V2K. Um, But in doing some research or whatever, like on my blood type, um, you know, I was just finding out that it's a lot of uh, differences and everything with folks who are RH negative. And I was wondering if that might be the reason that um, that some of their devices and stuff, you know, don't take effect on me. My sister I mean, I'm not really negative. Sure, I'm, I'm O positive, universal daughter, but actually my sister, who is V2K, is RH negative, but my mother was. Oh, really? Not, yeah, but I'm O positive. She's got mama's blood. I've got my father's O positive. And, uh, but we're trying, I'm trying to, you know, we're going through the process to get on a uh, kidney donor. So she's on dialysis of stress. Uh, her kidneys, are, they failed, and she's back on dialysis. She's 49. I'm 55. I'm just like, hey, you know, people, if mine can take, let's do it, you know. And it's, uh, we hope it even gets better than this because the sister between our ages, T, is still in California. She's going to get on the database out in Cali and get her tissue type too. So, you know, that way Lil doesn't have just one. She has two donors and biological sisters. We're keeping our fingers crossed that this take. So the first appointment. So did, you say you have, did you say you have two relatives that are RH negative and they both get V2K? No, just one. Just my baby sister. She's RH negative. And she Me and does she are both. She does. Yeah, yeah. They have, and they do everything. Constantly rape her. Constantly talk. Constantly, they can even send fluids through your body. You know what I'm trying to say? I'm wondering, and they, and I'm they wondering say if it's urine is, um, and stuff. I don't know what it is. They can pack weight on you. Then the weight comes off. They can disfigure your body. They, we're African Americans, and I swear the the technology. I'm not lying, you guys. They made both of us black like Sambo. I mean, just our faces, no undertone. It's like someone walking up to you with some black paint and painting it over your face. And you know how skin always has an undertone. You know what I mean? Oh no God. tones are there. They did that, and then all of a sudden, now it's coming back. It's ugly. Okay. Ugly. We all know about them taking your hair. Remember, these are all, you know, hate crimes. Our our hair was shedding really bad. The technology, we were bald just in one area. Just uh, disfigurement. Then the darkening of the skin, that was racial. And then the type of targeting, not only satanic, cannibalistic, as they describe, type of cult, but it's highly racist. And the racism is like archaic. It's like back. Back in the 1900s, you know, like Birth of a Nation, sometimes my sister and I, we just feel like a bad movie, like Billy Holiday. The targeting was everywhere in Los Angeles. It was, I swear to God, everywhere we tried to go or get help or restaurants, hospitals, it was like for colored only. I kid you not. <laughs> it was horrible. I swear one security guard did say something. I think he did say it. He told us that we were crazy. I think he said, good evening, darkies. I'm almost positive he said it, you guys. But, you know, they had us jumping and running with that game talking, and every time you wanted to get someone to help you with these issues, have you considered a psychiatrist? 
Remember one point before we left, Callie, we both said, don't have you. No. <laughs> okay. What is the, what's up with the psychiatrist? I am so sick of that. Yeah, I'm like, it's, it's just an easy out to not deal with the truth. Absolutely. It, it is. It is. And I'm going to put that right now in the uh, the chat for all of you guys, if you have a pen. Right now, jumping off right now in Toronto, Canada, there's a woman, a little over 40. Her first name is Rohini, R as in Robert, O-H-I-N-I. Her last name is the this is our D is in boy, I S E S A R. Rohini stabbed a woman a few years ago. Okay, she, the woman was stabbed. A few days later, she died. She's on on in jail now, first degree murder. But the reason I'm bringing this up, Rohini has expressed that. I'm innocent of this crime. Someone implanted something in my brain. I'm talked to by voices, and uh, they made me attack this woman, saying she wouldn't die or some kind of stuff like that. Something's been implanted with me, and I want, I want you to get it out. First, they had it for psych evaluation, as usual. But then she had to take a series of tests, and guess what? You know, the test if she's a schizophrenic and all that. Well, Rohini has a really high IQ, and Rohini passed the those evaluations with flying colors to the point where um, two sets of psychiatry panels talk when they kept saying she's not exhibiting schizophrenic. We don't know what it is, but it's not schizophrenic. And then of two, not one, but two human rights organizations in Canada wanted to visit her. She had fired the first attorney. The second one was working things out. They got to go to trial. But check it out. The jailers would not allow this human rights group to visit her. She complained the new attorney said what's going on because she doesn't have any kind of blockage for visitors. So now it's beginning to open up. The the judge now is getting ready to grant her scanning of her body. And other letters are coming out, and they're getting ready to say, if you can't find the V2, because they're trying to, oh, you'll never find this one guy wrote a letter to Canada, because you know the UK can be applied a couple of ways, you guys. And he said, you don't see admitting it takes to make her take her RF uh, in her orifice of the of the mouth, because a lot of this is delivered to that dormant sense of hearing. I keep saying it. This freak invented this eight patent theory starts breaking down the whole invention of the UK. Yes, it's been spawned different ways, but what he's already saying. We have a, a, a dormant sense of hearing. If we don't hear through our organ of corti, which is uh, how we all hear through our ears, through our sinus cavities in the V2 nerve, which is the maximillary nerve of the sinuses, they implant us with nanotechnology. The stuff is made like polymers, and it wraps around the nerves, nerves of the uh, brain and the cranium. Thousands of them that makes us piezoelectric like a walking antenna to be able to be coupled to this <laughs> device. <clears throat> and he said, I'm almost positive that's what she has. And how was he said, He said, I believe that's positive. And he says, I believe that's how voice to go is going to apply to most people in a community, i.e., neighborhood. So, wow. 
So she's getting ready to get, they already told her, and they said you can definitely find the nanotechnology by doing um, uh, a certain slice, just uh, delicate, but just a very small portion. Um, not even her brain. It's the, it's the membrane that's out of the brain and then the skull. So you don't have to go all the way to the brain and take that. It also will show that would be a nerve now. You will show the woven, you know, nanotechnology around it. So um, I hope it's, it's sad what's going on, but I'm glad it's going on to get so people will know we're not crazy that this stuff is out there, that it's really turning people, making people do very ugly things, hurting others, in essence, hurting themselves. And think about all of our other targets that have passed on, driven to that type of insanity. We think of Myron May that was told if he would shoot at these people, he would be freed. They will tell you all kind of crap in the world of B2K, Okay. This is ugly. This is wicked. This is of Satan. Makes all kind of promises. Delivers none. You know what I'm saying? Just mocks and laughs them. Just to ruin our life. I want this outed. I want our lawsuit to come through. I want our congressional hearing. Because regardless, true or not, none of us not, never was acknowledged, not even by the local TV. And a lot of us wrote letters and phone calls to government agencies, we were not assisted. This whole scene is, is playing out exactly, exactly like how Hitler took over Germany. And we cannot forget, that was a country of a democratic country. Man, if you insult one type of religion, <laughs> they can slap you with a fine of $10,000 in jail. And you think that they're lying about that? Pete Centelli just got released, you guys, this week. How long has he been in that prison in Oregon? Nearly six months. If this is not communism or fascism, I don't know what is. How are they going to tell us we're Americans and we have the right to, you know, protest and express our rights and all of a sudden just take it back? You know? Does anyone have any questions, comments, or concerns? When you all were talking about the targeting um, in Hollywood, um, I was wondering if anybody had heard of um, Dennis Quaid and his wife, what they went through. Absolutely, yeah. And you remember when he called them the Star Raptors, they're targeted. Remember he said that they're after his um, residual money, all the national leagues he did, trying to steal his money. Right. But it's like I, I watched some of the some of the interviews and everything and um I mean him and his wife were basically describing exactly what we go through. Like it it was just amazing to me that, you know, just some of the exact same tactics and everything that we experienced, they were going through this exact stuff. And I mean, even the way that they try to make things so confusing so that you can't you know, like everything cannot be pinpointed, you know, like to a T. And so, um, you know, even during the interview or whatever, you see both him and his wife still kind of trying to figure things out and sort things out as they go. And they were saying, you know, oh, well, I believe this or I believe that. So <laughs> the wife may have um, disagreed with him on certain instances. You know, she, she thought 
well, no, I think it was, you know, because of this and da da da. And I'm like, you know, it's even a mid fact that they try to make all of this so chaotic and so confusing. Like, that's also meant to discredit you as well. Oh, yes. And, you know, and think about it to to, um, eyes and ears that don't know nothing about this, or basically like all of us were before we realized we were T.I. We would just think, you know, what would you think when you watch it? Oh, you know, just the crazy world we live in, or I wonder if they're unstable. You know what I'm saying? They do that on purpose. Exactly right. But, yeah, it was it was really, it was just amazing to me because, you know, when you were, like I said, when you were listening to them, I'm like, this is exactly what targeted individuals go through. And I'm like, you know, they don't necessarily know to use that particular terminology. But um, I'm like, this is exactly what they're describing. Mm-hmm. Well, um. It is what we're describing. And you know something? Do you guys think, uh, I think the movie's coming out, Snowden, September 16th. I don't know if any of you guys have seen, like, uh, any previews about the movie, but I'm wondering if they're going to have, you know, you feel me, some parts about the T.I. that will bring things out, you know, or talk about mm-hmm. gang stalking. Because the minute, I have a, if he would even put a few minutes of what they do to us, that will put us where we need to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The same, this is what I think. Yeah, think about that, don't you? I was thinking about that movie and how connected it is to what we're going through. And mm-hmm. I said, so, so even when um, Dave Voice has, you know, the website out here bigger than Snowden, I'm like, yeah, because basically what Snowden disclosed was just a piece of this huge puzzle. You know, I'm like, that, that the whole surveillance. I'm like, yeah, they had this type of mass surveillance and everything or whatever so that they can keep an eye on everybody. And if they need to pinpoint anyone and target them, they can't. Like, they have full access. Oh, wow. I'm like, it's directly connected, you know, to what we're going through. Um, it, it, it's really sad. I mean, it just really is. But I'm like, it's directly connected to what we're going through. And I'm like, that was just like a piece of this puzzle. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm sure he has no idea, um, of that, you know, about these directing energy weapons and, and the way, you know, this stuff is being used. But it's directly connected to what we're going through. It, it certainly, it really is. You know that? It really is. I I really hope and pray, you guys, that he that the movie, um, you know what? Actually, it's a, it's actually a blessing the movie was made. You know, it's been produced, check it out, by Oliver Stone, who could not get back it in Hollywood. And, you know, he's done, you know, his movies are very well, and they really reap a lot of benefits, money-wise. So even Oliver Stone was tripping out, wait a minute, I've come with weaker scripts than this and get backing, but you can't back, you know, you know what I mean? He had to go overseas to get his money to do this movie. <laughs> Wait a minute, do you think he, he did you target it? Do you think he had to do rituals? I don't know. I don't know. But the backing for the movie, financial money, had to come from another country, not here. I mean, well, they definitely don't want the truth out, that's for sure. And they don't want... No, no they don't. <laughs> they don't want anyone viewing Snowden as a, a hero. You know, they don't want a positive picture painted of him at all. Um, 
I don't know what they it would you know what I mean, but you know something? It needs to come out because this is more than just, I mean, it's happening here, of course, in our own country, but it's happening around the world. I really hope that he, you know, I hope the movie will cover that. But, you know, because a lot of times, okay, we call it targeting, but I hope that the movie's using the words interchangeably surveillance because they are surveilling us 24-7. Monitors, that's surveillance. Yes, we are. We're watched. Like a guinea pig. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the surveillance is a, a big part of it, but, you know, like with us, once they start, you know, doing implants and nanotechnology and all this other stuff, um, then, yeah, they they actually just 24 hours a day can <laughs> see everything we do and know everything we do. Um, but I'll give you an example as far as the surveillance goes. A while back, um, there was an article talking about how um, – OPM, I'm going to say, was now, okay, so basically the way that they do those clearances and the clearances would be, um, you know, the employee clearances would be on a periodic basis. And so at my job, for instance, it would be every five years, you know, they were supposed to do a clearance. Well, um, they're changing it, and that's what what I've read in this article, that basically they're changing it where it's going to be continuous monitoring of federal employees, okay? Not only federal employees, but also people applying for federal positions. I'm like, what is the purpose for that? You know, why why would it be necessary to monitor the employees nonstop? Why? Um, okay, so that's one that's one thing. But in addition to that, there was um some articles out about how they were making it mandatory that um, high school teachers report to the FBI, like if they have a student, you know, or some. <laughs> it, it's just crazy to me. But if they had a student basically that challenged the government in any way, or you know, they had certain thoughts, or ideas, or opinions, or whatever, they're supposed to report that to the FBI. And I'm like, what? What is the purpose of that? I like, it just sounds like to me. But you're looking for targets. You have all this equipment. You have, you know, millions of dollars of equipment or whatever, and you want to use it. And so it sounds to me like they're just fishing for more and more targets. I think they are. And and then, but there's a two-part of the targeting. they got the targets, and then they've got the ones that are first, so they turn against us. And that means... I think a lot of them are paid perps, but I think a lot of them are turned perps with some kind of blackmail on them. Because how do they really get, like, our doctors and, and coworkers to go against us and neighbors and shopkeepers, you know what I'm saying, that we never had, or hairdressers, that we never had that problem with before? So, you know, I always kept thinking of that. Yeah. How do they get them? I think they find some type of dirt on them because I know, again, on my job, I know how... You know, I had um, coworkers that, you know, I was okay with, pretty cool with, might go to nurseries or whatever. And I know that I had coworkers who, you know, you didn't necessarily come to work on time. You didn't, I mean, you know, <laughs> like they find ways to blackmail you, period. Switch your arm. You don't do this, we're going to do X, Y, Z. Um, and then I believe that once they get you in that position, it, you, you do become more or less a slave to whatever it is they want you to do. So now you have to jump when they say, or whatever it is they ask you to do, you know, you have to do it. 
Well, then, if I hope, because I, I really feel, okay, as much as I feel that this is a system, an airtight, I don't know. You know, it's still it's still rooted up as oh Satan. So I still feel it's still going on house of cards. I really do. So I feel if you go after the ones that they got blackmail on, and then the ones that got their little you know careers that would be pharmacists or nurses, doctors, they got something to lose. If you, if they press on both of those groups, they'll cost this like you wouldn't believe. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be fear. Too, it's going to be fear. They on people. They they give them money. They give them promotions. Um, what I have experienced in my own, in this situation, um, you know, various places where they've lied and they've, you know, a hospital or a police department or whatever, they have um, made major renovations in these places as well. So they are like really, they're throwing money at these people as well to get them to lie. So some of my former coworkers have been promoted. You know, they're making more money now and this, that, and the other, whatever, and that is after the lives and everything that they need to show mm-hmm. you know, and um, and, and <laughs> now you're in a much better position, you know, all of a sudden. Oh, exactly. And so what are they, and they harm our bodies, and we, you know what, and really, after we've been targeted, they sabotage our jobs, but always you have to remember this, job or career, you know, guys, what I mean about that, your money source, but check it out. With the weapons, the gang stalking, and just the stress and the physical attacks they give us um, in a couple of months and sleep deprivation, I'm not going to say it because we're living through it day in and day out. We are tortured. Guess what? We are now disabled. We can't work if we want to. I'm just going to say it straight out. I'm not trying to say some can, but I can't. I'm only a shell of a woman of who I was before this started. I'm not going to lie. Give me my disability. You made me sick. Give me my money. And then I really want this to come out so I can get my real money. I want the money they made off of trafficking. I want it back in my wallet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I want to have lunch with, with Snowden myself. Check. But um, they they definitely, I mean, because it's constant attacks on your health. I mean, I know that with me, in addition to the directed energy weapons and, um, you know, the, the health issues and everything that they cause, they also, um, they contaminate my food on a daily basis. So my food, my beverages, even oh, how do they get into your food? Out of curiosity, how do you think they get into your food? You mean like well, when you leave or like? Both at home, yeah, both my food, you know, at home. And, you know, when I go out to eat somewhere or whatever, but all they do is, you know, talk to a manager or something and say, oh, well, she's this and she's that and blah, blah, blah. And they have people slip something in my food. The sad thing is because of, like, the remote normal monitoring or whatever, because they can't read my mind, I don't even have to say because at one point I'm like, okay, well, let me, let me not say where I'm going to go eat or, you know, whatever the case might be. And so now if mm-hmm. I just, by the time I get there, <laughs> my food is being contaminated. And so um, that's like on a daily basis pretty much. Um, my food is being contaminated, and it's really sad because um, I, I have suffered all types of illnesses because of that. And um, <laughs> I believe that, well, right now I think I have a tapeworm. I think they've given me a tapeworm at this point. Um, I've been having a lot of issues with that. And, of course, you know, when you go to the doctor and everything, I'm being given false diagnosis, and I'm being told, oh, well, no, you're fine or this or that. Well, they just give me some type of diagnosis that makes no sense at all um, and just send me on my way. So that 
has been a nightmare. But it's just like, yeah, you, you, like, I feel like, I feel like a terminally ill patient. That's how I feel. They do. I mean, we need to be acknowledged and vindicated. We are living, existing, really, not living, existing. We're in an enslaved and electronical holocaust, man. They got us in this electronic dog town, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm... If I go these days when I go out, I, I can't be out more than like a couple hours or whatever, and I'm like completely exhausted. Like I have to go back home and lay down, you know, go rest. Um, you guys, I can tell you, I can't work. I, I can't work. I can't do it. I, it's aging me physically. I can't do it. I can't even lie anymore. I, no, no, no. Yeah, and then I feel it me of cancer patients that I see. Uh, on TV, like when I see people on on TV and they're like on their last leg, they mm-hmm. they really don't have the strength or the energy, you know, to do much of anything. That's that's how I feel twenty four seven. Like I really barely have the energy to get anything accomplished. I mean, I do what I can. I sit down. I try to make out a to do list, and so if it's no more than getting you know three things a day done. Okay, let me get these three things done. That that's it. That has to be my goal and my focus for today because um I really just do not have the strength or the energy to do it. And, and this is me going from like a very high performing job where um it did take a lot of it required like a lot of mental focus and mental clarity and stuff like that. And, and you were juggling, you know, so much at one time. And uh, and I did my job, like I loved my job, and I was really good at my job, and I did it with no problem. And I just think about there's no way I could perform that same job right now. Like there's no way. No, no. And for some reason, if, if there's any light of the tunnel, well, that wasn't true so far, you guys. Most of us do get our Social Security disability. We do. Man, that's the only thing. Even Robert yes. Duncan was saying, even Robert Duncan said, go down and get that. Remember, he said, you have a place to live and you can eat. Okay, he did say that. Yes, really, it's really, it's it's a shame that they would be able to do this to people that might just totally get away with it. Even the fact that they're able to keep this hidden so long, like, that's amazing to me. And I do know what it is. I believe, though, to even protect us, to keep it more hidden, not protect us, that's the wrong word I was about to say, to keep this shit going on, this secrecy, I believe they're coming a different way, but don't you know that they're still going after that, what, open speech. I have always felt that these buttholes hated the Internet because the Internet is sort of uncensored, you know what I'm trying to say? You sit there, you type in, you can type in just about anything, and if it recognizes it, it'll hit, right? You get your site. Well, they think about it. That's the last thing they ever wanted in this community, that Internet. They never wanted us talking. We're, we're connecting like crazy. We're finding out this is not just in America, you know what I mean? This is around the world. It's not just happening, you know, any, it's, we're in all 50 states. People are coming forward with hardcore evidence, you know what I'm saying? People are coming forward with things that cannot be denied. And so, you know, when you, again, I was, I was talking about the patents earlier, when you try to just label people as crazy and say, 
you know, oh, well, you know, this person is just crazy and they've had a breakdown and this, that, and the other, whatever. You try to say that none of this exists. Well, you can't really say that when people come forward with evidence, with documentation. You know, like I said, with those patents or whatever, you can't say that um, mind control doesn't happen or it couldn't happen, or you know, et cetera, et cetera. When you, you have these patents that say that, you know, oh, they, <laughs> they've they been up to all kinds of stuff that we knew nothing about. That's true. That's, that's, that's true. It, it's, and you know what? It's too much evidence coming out to be ignored. Right, so, uh, exactly. It's too much coming like, out. You can't just dismiss it now. I mean, I, I definitely... No. <sighs> What what I found out, I was talking about my blood type earlier, whatever, and so what I have found out, and even in listening in on some of these calls or whatever, when I would hear people talk about the various things that they've been going through and how many years it's been and da-da-da, and that some of them believe they have been since childhood or birth, you know, and this and that. Like, it never even dawned on me or occurred to me at that time. But basically, once I got to... <laughs> just reading more about my blood type and things like that, and just thinking back on different, like I can think back to so many specific instances in my life, and I'm like, wow, I'm like, so you mean to tell me that I could have very well been targeted all my life and, like, not even know it? And I so, think, um, yeah, yeah, I think sometimes, yeah. So looking back, looking back, it makes perfect sense because all during my life, there were different things I used to question, you know, and then even with my mother's life, you know, I would look over her life and her situation or whatever. Me and my mother had the exact same blood type. Um, mm-hmm. And it would be different things about her life that I questioned. And I'm like, wow. Now, the real kick is this. I was reading this article about these veterans who had just won a case against the government because um, they had been experimented on during World War II. So during the Cold War and during World War II, and it was all types of experiment, so experiments. So they did this psychological stuff, you know, it was biological. It was all kinds of stuff that they were experimenting on them with. And um, and so they finally won this case, but, I mean, it's, it's like no big win for real because they don't get any compensation. Um, and what the government was supposed to do is, Inform them of any, inform them number one of everything they had been exposed to, and then inform them of the potential health risk, and then um, help them get medical care. And so, of course, the government is not keeping their end of the bargain. But um, in listening to some of the survivors, because you know a lot of people died off of various illnesses and everything, and um. They were saying how that's exactly what the government wanted, that they wanted, you know, them to eventually die off and they could just keep it all hush-hush and, you know, brush it under the rug and everything. Well, the the survivors who have been around to see this case and fight this case and everything, they're really not getting anything at the end of the day. But I read specifically how he was saying that a lot of them had developed leukemia. And um and many of them died. And, and it just took me right back to my grandfather who fought in World War II and how as a child, and I was very young, um, how, like I got to the hospital just in the nick of time to see him, like, just before he died, just before he, like, took his last breath and everything. And um, 
and he died of leukemia. And so I'm just like, okay, so this could have very well, what I'm going through right now today, this could have very well been going on for generations in my family. And I'm like, it's so ridiculous. So I have now, I've contacted National Archives to try and get my personnel records, you know, since I've left my agency without a, I'm trying to get a copy of my personnel records because they've been going behind me everywhere I go, making all kinds of changes to accounts, to records, you know, blah, blah, blah. It seems like they're just trying to rewrite my entire past, <laughs> my entire history, my entire past and everything or whatever. It's like they're trying to rewrite it. But um, I had heard on the calls before how certain people could be um, targeted specifically because of their DNA, because of their blood type, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, I'm like, yes, yeah, so I, I strongly believe I've been targeted since birth. I believe my mother has to. I believe they experimented on my grandfather during World War II. Um, I believe that they're now, like, actively working on trying to change all of his records because um, I put in a request for his military records. I put in a request also for my personnel records because I know they're making changes to those. And, and you know, the first thing that, when I left my job and a, a little time had gone by or whatever, I had seen first there was a, an IRS breach, I think it was, or it may have been a OPM security breach. Then it was an IRS security breach or whatever, and I was just shaking my head thinking, oh, gosh, they're probably changing records. You know, that was just the, the first thing that came to mind or whatever. They're probably behind the scenes changing God knows what. And now I've requested both our records. And they're giving me so much slack about getting copies in my records. And I mean, it, it really should not be a big deal. My personnel records, that should be an easy thing. I did a FOIA request for my personnel records. I called a month later to check on the status. And um, I'm told, oh, we never received it. You know, we never received anything and da-da-da. And I'm like, well, I have the fax confirmation right here in my hand. And so it's like essentially I have to start over from scratch with that process. And when I call, you know, I'm just giving nonsense over the phone. Um, my grandfather's records, I put in the initial request. They send me some form, which is essentially asking for the exact same information or whatever, and telling me that I need to fill this form out as well and send that back in. So I've done that. And then um, that second one said that they have up to 90 days to respond to me. And I'm just like, you're just like delaying this process and trying to buy yourself some time so that you can actually access the records, go through them, and change whatever it is you want to change. I joined um, Ancestry.com, and I was able to, certain things, I was able to actually view some of the original documents or whatever, so that was a huge plus. And, you know, and I was able to do that right away, even with the first request. So they didn't really have a chance to change that, you know, change any of that. But I'm just like, wow, this is so amazing to me. I, you know, it's it's just so much corruption. Like, I'm amazed at the extremes that they are willing to go to to keep this stuff hidden, you know, and, and the way that we are being accused of all kinds of nonsense when they are the ones who are guilty. They are indeed 110% guilty. But this yeah, is how they want to paint us, yeah. And how so, they get people like doctor, our doctors, and I mean people with licenses, they'll go against us too. That's ugly. 
Right, and so I, I was with that. I was wondering, I said, you know, I don't know. I think that sometimes there's mind control involved with that. You know, when I've talked to, when I've <laughs> sat across from a doctor or a nurse or whoever, and they all get this same little smirk on their face, it, it mm-hmm. makes me wonder, okay, was this person hypnotized before I was here? You know, before, before I came here or whatever. Because, I mean, it's like they they speak to you and it's almost scripted. You know, it's just almost scripted. The things that they say, the questions that they ask, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then when you give me, when I get this exact same smirk from different people at different facilities or whatever, it, it makes me think, yeah, you know, you you showed up and you broke out your devices, and this is why this person is pretty much robotic, doing exactly what you told them to say and do. It, it is. It really is. Yes, it is. It's, it's scripted. They all say the same thing. Do you feel sometimes after you've been, t- are you targeted? Only not. What is your targeting right now? Just mainly gang stalking. What do they do? Well, yeah, they do. They definitely follow me absolutely everywhere I go. So even when I go out of town and, and everything, I mean, no matter where I go, and it's basically. I mean, I know I'm being targeted all day, every day from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to bed at night. Sometimes I can be in the bed, and when I crack my eyes open, like as soon as I crack my eyes open in the morning, I'll hear like a suction cup or something, you know, hit the wall. And that's what just, I guess, just to let me know they're there. <laughs> you know, okay, I'm, I'm already aware that you all are there, that you're listening in, that you're, you know, following me, watching everything I do, every move I make. But um, they're using the weapons, the directed energy weapons. They're using those on me constantly. That's also no matter where I go. So I'm actually in a hotel room right now, and they will set up shop. So so I checked in. Okay, <laughs> it, it, it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing to me. Even, I mean, I really just feel like I'm in one of these definitely <laughs> seven movies or enemy of the state or you name it. But anyway. <laughs> I booked the room on Priceline, and so, you know, I had the app on my phone. I booked my room, and, um, you know, I show up. So it, it may have taken me, I'm going to say, an hour or so to, to get here and check in. Okay, so by the time I check in, they, she had me in one room. So she said that she can't, um, she scratches that room out, and she's like, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, this card is not working, the, the key, you know, in order to make a room key. She was saying, it's not working, so I'm just I'm going to go ahead and upgrade you to a suite. And, um, you know, I'm going to put you in this room and da-da-da. Now, so I hear that, and, and, and my mind is just going because I've been through this nonsense for so long now. And I'm like, okay, now is this legit or is this some sort of setup? So I, I, it, it may take me a little while sometimes to figure out exactly what's going on, but they basically, you have to put me in a room where <clears> – <throat> There's no one under me, like the room under me is vacant or or next door or whatever the case may be. And so and that's so that they can come in and set up the equipment and everything in a nearby room. <clears throat> and I've experienced it again and again. And so, um yeah, she put me in another room. Like I said, supposedly a suite. Um there there had been a couple of issues since I've been in the room and so I called downstairs and 
you know, could you bring up this or that? And um, it's, it's, it's a long, drawn-out story. I mean, it's just sad, but I go through this day in and day out. But, but yeah, the targeting and the contamination of my food, I went down to the cafe that they had because, like, I literally, I can't go anywhere. I have to eat food that is oh, available to the general public. So I have to, like, <laughs> eat from the buffet or something like that where if you're going to contaminate it, then that means you're basically putting everybody at, at risk. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, and cook, that's, 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 and do you cook so yourself or, or you don't trust cooking yourself because if you leave and uh, you can buy your food, but when you come back, they probably poisoned it. Is that what you're telling me? Well, yeah, they definitely would do that. They definitely would contaminate myself while I'm not home, but they also would. I've had this happen because they watch what you eat, you know, and they also they, they talk to these managers and whoever else, and they make all kinds of arrangements. Even with your, I was thinking about how even with those loyalty cards that we use, they're able to track everything we purchase, everything we buy, everything we eat, blah, blah, blah. They're able to track all that as well. So they, they know what we like and what we don't like, et cetera, et cetera. They're watching for all that kind of stuff. But anyway, I was getting the, um, this was another period where, like, I was feeling really weak all the time and stuff like that. So I was trying to purchase things that were, like, really quick and easy to eat. And um, I was doing, like, the Marie calendars, uh, dinners, and things like that. And so um, I used to That's get good. those. I like Marie calendars, actually. I like those. Mm-hmm. I used to get those chicken fettuccine ones pretty often. And so I go in there one day, and there's just two left in the container. And they look a little beat up. So I'm a little iffy about them or whatever anyway. But I take them, you know, I, I purchase them and I take them home and everything or whatever. When I cook them, like, what in the world is this? Like, I'm like, this this chicken, this little thing like chicken. Like, I couldn't even eat them. I, I just had no idea what that even was. I'm going to do that on getting sick in various ways, you know. So this is how, I, you know, it's like I would eat something and then the symptoms come shortly after. Or I just get sick. Either I get sick right away, right then and then, or, you know, some time goes by or whatever, and I start developing various symptoms. So they can do it before I get to the Once the food is in my apartment or definitely if I eat out anywhere, whether it's a sit-down restaurant or, you know, um, takeout. Yeah, they they have people contaminate my food with God Uh knows, you know, that on top of being injected at night in my sleep, you know, having an RFID implant placed in my arm in the middle of the night while I'm asleep. Them doing a biopsy in the middle of the night while I'm sleeping. I mean, it, it is clearly human experimentation for me. Like, you are clearly discriminating. Um, but when you're, when you're injecting me, I have no idea what you're injecting me with. Like, I have no way of knowing. All I know is the symptoms that come after the fact. You know, that that's it. When you're contaminating my food, I have no idea what you're putting in my food. I mean, even my prescriptions at this point, I, I take um, hydrochloride for hypertension. They, um, I can't tell you when the last time is that they gave me my actual medicine. So I'll go to the doctor. I'll 
get a, you know, they'll give me the prescription or whatever, or, you know, I'll have the prescription with the refills and everything or whatever, and I go to get my medication, and it is not my actual medication. And so my, um, <laughs> it's, it's so sad. It really is sad. But anyway, the hypothyroidism the is a diuretic, so it makes you run back and forth to the bathroom. And um, and that wasn't happening. And then I keep getting all this fluid, this, you know, this swelling and everything in my feet and my legs and everything else. So that keeps happening. And I'm like, now I know they're not giving me my actual medication because I would not have this issue. I'm like, one, I will be going back to the bathroom all night. That's what they don't want. They don't want me waking up every hour on an hour in the middle of the night because you're too busy plotting attacks. And so they, they don't want me, you know, waking up every hour and everything. And so um, I'm like, one, I will be running back and forth to the bathroom, and two, I will not have all this excess fluid, you know, this this swelling and everything all the time. And, um, yeah, they, they, don't, they don't give me my oxygen medication anymore. So no matter what the prescription may be, they, they don't give me the oxygen prescription. And it's really like very sad. Like that's it's it's scary. It's just really very scary. It's scary that I cannot trust any medical professional, like pharmacists, anybody. And so basically, I'm so thankful that I do know about like alternative remedies and things like that. You know, I've been to holistic doctors in the past, and um, I do know how to do stuff that um. And you know how to get various supplements and things like that, you know, to try and um, help with my health. Um, but it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's sad it, that I cannot depend on a doctor at all, whether it's my physical health or behavioral health. I cannot count on a doctor to do what they're supposed to do. Um, the, the behavioral health won't be, well, I mean, the behavioral health, do they just want to keep giving you medications? Is that what they do? You said, do they what? Well, I just want to prescribe um, the, the um, you know, the bags they like to give us. Antidepressants, that's what I'm thinking. I think they want to keep me sick. I think they want to make me sick in the first place, and I think they want to keep me sick. But I think that um, because I'm, I'm very vocal, um, a, a lot of evidence, whatever evidence that I've been able to find and get my hands on, I put it out there. I put it all over social media. Um, as often as I possibly can, and um, and I think I'm just heavily targeted because of that. Like they they have like literally made my life hell, you know, and and go out of their way. I was going to give this example. I go down to the Market Cafe yesterday because because like I said, I can't go to the restaurant. That's out of the question. So I go to the little cafe instead that's there for the general public, and, you know, it's kind of grab and go. And so I picked up a few items now and then. I picked up a stylist. And so she tells me that she doesn't, um, oh, well, let me go and get some dressing for your stylist. So I guess they cued her in or briefed her or whatever the case may be, and she comes back and she tells me that they don't have any more, like, of the packaged salad dressing. And so I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. She says, when I'm going to, I'll, I'll go and get you some of that up. And they bring something to me that's open in like a little silver, you know, cup. And I'm like, um, oh, no, I'm like, no, thanks. <laughs> I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm sure it's mm-hmm. contaminated. 
And so they keep trying to push and push, not only her, but some other guys will. Because he tells me, oh, he's one of those Texas girls and has many back behind. He comes back. And he, you know, and I can just look in his eyes and see that he's lying through his teeth. He's like, oh, yes, I've checked everywhere. I've checked everywhere. We don't have any and blah, blah, whatever. And so I'm like, oh, well, um, no, I definitely don't want that. And he was like, well, I can, you know, pour it into a, a different type of cup for you. And and I'm like, no, I don't want it. I'm just thinking you keep it. You eat it. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up eating my salad dry. It, it was fine. It was, it was just a chicken Caesar salad with the lettuce, the grilled chicken, and the shaved Parmesan, and I just ended up eating it that way. But, um, you know, I thought about it, and I'm like, I could have just got a, a sandwich instead, you know, put the salad back and got a sandwich. But um, I'm just like, they are determined. And, and what's funny is they are trying to cause these various illnesses or whatever and trying to blame, you know, make it look as if it's me and make it look as if I'm neglecting my health or, you know, something to that degree. And so I've been here. Um, I came here with the sole purpose of just being able to rest and being able to kind of get away from everything for a minute. Um, and, and the sweater has gone down. My feet have not been swollen the entire time I've been here. So that first night I elevated my feet, and I have been going out of my way to make sure I don't eat anything that's contaminated. There was a Whole Foods nearby, like in walking distance, which is good. I walked over to Whole Foods and I got me some, you know, things to eat or whatever. But um, have just gone out of my way to make sure that none of my food over the last few days have been contaminated. And my feet have gone down. And it looks just fine. And I have not had the swelling. I have not had, you know, any issues or anything at all. And this is without any meds. And this is without any major changes to my diet. Like I'm, I'm eating the way I normally do. I mean, you know, I, I love uh, fruits and vegetables and stuff like that or whatever. And so I've been eating that. I've had a couple bags of chips. I mean, just nothing out of the ordinary. And I'm like, if, if it were not for them constantly pampering with my food, I wouldn't be having these health issues. Let me say tampering with my health, period. If it wasn't for them constantly tampering with my health, because they also, they, they, Work something into the vents in my car. I've had, um, I've had something sprayed into the windows. I've had um, something sprayed into the vents or whatever. I mean, all, all, all kinds of contamination. I mean, my apartment has been gassed before. It, it's just really been a nightmare. How long have you been um, charged with well, since the situation at my job, that was on um, September 2012. So that whole situation, me being targeted to the extent that it is now, that began in September 2012. But um, I believe I've been targeted since birth because of my blood type. And I believe my mother was targeted since birth because of her blood type. September a year ago, is that what you're saying, 2015? No, September 2012. Oh, I'm sorry, 2012. Yeah, I had a conversation. Four years, excuse me, I didn't hear 12. I, just, um, I had a conversation this. with a guy at work who was a whistleblower. You know, I had a work-related question. I went to him, you know, to, to seek and guidance. And he oversaw the records management group. And he just happens to be the whistleblower. But I mean, he oversees the group. I have a records management question, you know, 
why why wouldn't I ask him? But anyway, I had gone to his group and they referred me to him. Oh, you should go and talk to him. He oversees the group and da da da. And um, it's just like my my life has been hell ever since. And, and I mean, and it was strictly innocent. It was so innocent. I just wanted to get my question answered and move on with my day. You know, it, it was nothing malicious to it or anything like that. I was just trying to get my job done. And I had no idea that you know, that would bring all this hell into my life. Okay, he was a he was a perp then, a whistleblower and a perp. Is that what he was? No, he was a whistleblower. And um he was impressed. He I asked him a question, you know, like I said, the question that I had and um he started asking me a few questions, well what do you think about this and what do you think about that or whatever? And, I mean, I have been with my agent for a while, and I have been in that division for a while. And, um, and so I just gave, you know, when he asked, I gave him some ideas and some suggestions. I'm like, yeah, well, this and that and blah, blah, He was impressed with what I had to say, and he typed up this whole email, a complimentary email that it went to my immediate supervisor and, like, a couple other people that were, you know, higher in the um, division. And he sent an email to them, and um, it's like the rest is history. Like, there was never any response or anything to that email. And then um, just the next thing I know, all kinds of strange stuff started happening at work, and um, I, I didn't really get it or understand it. And it wasn't until, like, two years later that I figured out, oh, my goodness, they've been acting this way because of my conversation with Darcy. I'm like, wow. I'm like, it's totally unreal. And so, yeah, at that point, I filed a complaint with the Office of Special Counsel, and um, which, because they were already watching me, monitoring me and all that illegally, um, they, they used the IG's office to do that. And um, <laughs> it's just sad. But so my supervisor knew immediately about my complaint, and then that's when um, all the targeting outside the job began. You know, they started illegal entries into my home and, you know, um, the gang stalking on foot, helicopters, <laughs> riding by. I mean, it's just crazy. It's really crazy. I mean, but I was in D.C., and so we have all kinds of, um, you know, intelligence, all kinds of various police and everything there, you know, the, the U.S. Capitol Police, the, the regular police, I mean, just. Yeah, you name yeah, it. Yeah, that's still going on. And so um, it was um, it was a nightmare. I mean, it, it is a nightmare. It's just been a living nightmare ever since. Yes, it is. I don't know. We're still we're, we're still in, we're still being very tortured, and we want this we want this acknowledged and stopped and exposed. I want it exposed. And I really pray each and every day, and I could get on the earlier car, uh, call we had helping out the organization. We're going to keep pressing through. I don't know how we'll find a way, but we'll find a way. Where the attentions are, are good, everything else will follow. It really will. Now let's right. find out. Anyone else have any questions, comments, or concerns? Do you feel that like you're being trafficked as well, Texas, or not? You don't know. Hello?
a very quiet night tonight. Did you say Texas? Because I'm, I'm not from Texas. You're not? I'm oh, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> oh. No problem. I had, I had put myself on mute after we were done, but I thought yeah. she was moving on. I, thought, no, oh my God, I, thought, I apologize. I thought you're from Texas. Okay. Yes, okay. I apologize. We're in love with this way. We are everywhere. We're all 50 states. I don't, I don't really, um, I mean, the, the way that some um, that I've heard some people describe it or define it, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't think so. I just know that, um, I mean, the, the part that really, really, like, this is just flat out wrong. You know, what, what they are doing to people is flat out wrong. And yes, for them to try to justify it in any way, it's crazy to me. Like, I don't care how you try to justify it. I don't care if you call it human experimentation. I don't care if people are supposedly being punished, you know, for something that they said or done or whatever. I mean, it's, it's wrong. It's just wrong. And anyone who actually... <laughs> All right, that's guest 13, fun police. I don't think so. Guest 13, you need to go. Yeah, all right. Um, the room is, this room is that open back up. I found the, uh, the noise. Uh, the noise. So, no perps tonight. Um, does anyone have any questions, comments, or concerns at this time? Hello, we have a really quiet room tonight. Okay. You know, when we talk about trafficking or weather in the storm, I think 
the coping, um, if I don't have a blueprint how to cope with this or handle this, you know. But I, I can tell you so far, and it could be hard sometimes, but um, get yourself in, you know, a good, stable place as much as possible. And I mean place like physically, you know, in your mind, in your heart is what I meant. Because if that's straight, you know what I'm saying, the body or wherever our situations are, it's just the condition that we're in right now. It's in all conditions. Our temporal, they're changeable. They can take our money or our health or use our body, but they can never have our soul, you know. And those are important things. So, you know, it's just hard to cope and grasp this and unbelievable. But trust me, I I do believe strongly that it takes a lot of uh, coordination and help, if you know what I mean, to, yes, as the woman just said, what they're doing to us is wrong. And that's, you know, that's not even a matter of opinion. They don't have a defense for this because there is none. This is a complete annihilation of our civic and constitutional rights, period. So, in our day, I feel very positive that our day is coming soon because all of these things, the Information is just pouring out around the globe, actually. You know, I just need to hold on a little bit longer and let all of this come out. This is this is a global matter. It's happening around the world. Let all these horrible governments have to answer to these atrocities. You know, that's all I can really say at this time. Well, um, this call has gotten rather quiet, you guys, and um, yeah, it's a very short call. It's going to take time to build. And after the vote is made. So this time we're going to conclude this call, and hopefully I'll see all of you next week. And um, in the meantime, I'll look for some guest speakers. Now, this is Lauren, and thank you again for dropping by the call. And I'm ending right now. Good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.